Whew, we made it. <laughs> it's been a trying day around the Dirt on Dirt office, but we made it. I saw a Dave Portnoy, you know, from Barstool. Pizza, pizza. El Prez, as they call him. He had a really funny tweet a couple of weeks ago that read, "Why is everybody to re- why is everybody ready to give up on summer in August? August is still prime summer. Don't give up. Don't ever give up." Of course, a little shout out to Jimmy V for his speech there. And first off, it's a really funny tweet in the fact that Dave Portnoy is correct. So many people are punting. On summer, every year in August, right? By the time you get to mid-August, everybody's kind of ready to be done with it. The kids are going back to school. But it did make me think, contextualize a little bit, this racing season in particular. And the fact that I'm not sure Dirt Late Model Racing has ever raced more in a three-month stretch than we than we did June, July, and August this year. We have a Hell Tour that just finished, what, Derek? 72 hours ago or whatever yep. it was in August. Uh, it's been very hot out there this summer. And, and El Prez, Dave Portnoy, may not be ready to give up on the summer, but I've had more than a few people in the dirt late model world tell me out there, you know what? I am officially ready for it to be the fall. This is your video cast for the week of August 23rd. We are back in the studio for the first time since right before the Dirt Late Model Dream as we take our customary summer break on video casting. We're just wrapping that We're up teachers. as we do. We are teachers, right? Yeah. We get, we get the summer break. Uh, just nonstop racing that happens all summer. So we don't typically do back in the day Late Model Lives or now video casts. We just don't do them in June, July, and August much because there's just so much racing going on and, and you can't keep things current with that. Uh, with that happening. I, I am in the studio with my sidekick, Derek Kessinger, who's fresh off his 600 700, maybe 800 days. That was around there. Round up. That he was on. Uh, So, Derek, let me ask you this first. Is El Prez right? Uh, Should we be giving up? Look at it through a racing eye. Should we be just giving up on the summer? Is it just time to get on to fall? El Prez is right in the fact through science. September 21st (laughs) is when summer officially ends. The solstice. Yeah, but go outside here if you're in the Midwest, 108 degree heat index. So, summer is still here at least heat-wise, but big boy like me, I love that fall weather. I always look good in that sweatshirt and uh, shorts. A lot of big guy, fat guy weather, we call it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, what I don't know. From the racing perspective, I would say though. the World 100 is usually like towards the, like, fin- it feels like the end of summer. That so feels because, more like the start of fall to Yeah, me, end of so. summer, start of fall. Maybe Labor Day weekend. We'll just go there. All right, well, we're Labor close. Day weekend. We're, so we're close. close to that next yeah. week. We've got a very I don't fun, know. Uh, my opinion is yes, I'm ready for fall. For whatever too, reason football. this year, just the heat and everything else, It's yeah, I'm, I'm done with the summer. I'm ready for the <laughs> fall. We've got a very fun next hour coming up. All of this talk of not giving up on the summer. And how about the one-two punch that Dirt Late Model Racing is packing this coming weekend, Derek? The weekend before Labor Day, traditionally very quiet. No, no, not this year. Two, two, $30,000 to win Dirt Late Model Races this weekend. On the same weekend, Lucas Oil has their three-day event at Port Royal, and the World of Outlaws have a three-day event for the first time ever, this big, big event at Davenport on the quarter Let's mile, go. of course. Obviously, this is huge, Derek. But isn't it, it's just weird to have two $30,000 to win races on the same weekend for both national tours, especially at the time of year it is. It just feels a little weird to me. Yeah, it does feel a little weird, but uh, I think I'm going to explain it here. 
I think the new 30,000 to win shows are going to be the new tens that we saw like 30 <laughs> years ago. The funny thing is we were exchanging like some notes and you said, when's the last time we've had two <laughs> 30 yeah. grand win to race, like two different ones on the same weekend. Yeah. It's going to happen 21 days earlier <laughs> during Cedar Lake and the wood tick. So, and I kind of commented back. Yeah. The third new 30 is a new 10. I thought so. of that. I, I was I joking in our, in our inner Slack. Yeah. It's called Slack. It's our communication channel. Days. I'm like, man, when has this happened last? And Derek's like, uh, earlier this month when Cedar Lake yeah. and Merritt. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was just Good for the drivers. It is good for the drivers. It splits the money up a little bit. It threw me off a little bit uh, to have that. So we'll preview both of those shows by talking to Greg Satterley, fresh off that World of Outlaws win at Williams Grove. We'll discuss Port Royal with him. And for Davenport, Iowa, and the Outlaws show, we'll talk to Jeremiah Hurst, Derek, uh, a bit of a local boy from Dubuque there who's – Turned some heads this year. He's had some nice runs. So I really think I think he could be a factor all three nights at Davenport. So we're going to have both those coming up. Nice. We'll also catch America up on our wins draft. You'll remember post-speed weeks, Suave, DMAC, Dustin, you're in here, right? I just want to make sure I see your head. I'm here. Okay, I just want to make sure you're in here. Suave, DMAC, I, who, Dustin's who our producer for these and myself, we all picked three drivers, and whoever had the most cumulative wins of those three drivers won $100, and Todd, Todd joked a lifetime subscription to Flow Racing, but I'd like to think we, we get that anyway, yeah. as long as you guys don't quit, of course. But it's been a pretty good summer for most of our guys. We will update the wins draft as well. Not a big surprise. I'm closing in on a victory, if I'm being very honest with you. So. It's over. <laughs> Swab, do you feel comfortable uh, in the wins draft right now? It's gotten a lot tighter. I I mean, from the get-go, been winning this entire time That's pretty you've much. You've never lost the lead. Uh, Dona, though, I got a little morale boost to him at uh, I-96. I said, you know what? You're kind of slacking here. JD's got 20. Pierce is up there, too. We need to get that double-digit wins. He said guaranteed we're going to get the 12. So okay. six more for him. JD has a lot of good tracks he's good at coming up, Charlotte and obviously Eldora. So I'm looking I'm looking a little sporty here. Hopefully Pierce can knock off some of you know like late August Midwest runs we'll, here. We'll go through this later, but I don't want to say somebody in this room made a very poor decision, by the way, by choosing Zach Dome over Devin Moran. I yeah. don't want to say who it was. But. Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> Uh, one thing I thought I'd do with Derek this week is channel our inner Chris Berman and Tom Jackson. You know, we we haven't been on the air since, you know, since just before the dream. We're, we'll be much more regular in our video casting now. Uh, Tom Jackson, TJ and Boom, of course, do the fastest three minutes where they recap the Sunday night in the NFL. Derek and I are going to do our version to kick this video cast off. We're going to recap everything since we last appeared on the air. So the dream all the way through all the crown jewels and everything I asked in the summer. I said, Derek, don't put a three-minute time limit on yeah, me, though, right? This is more impossible. like the fastest seven or eight minutes. So, DMAC, are you ready? Suave, are you ready for this? I'm, I'm Jack. Let's go. All right, let's kick it off, DMAC. Cue it up. Let's go. So you're Berman. I'm Berman, of okay. course. All right. Here we go. Ooh, the music, DMAC. I like that. We started the Dirt Late Model Dream where Brandon Overton did something I called the greatest feat in late model history, Derek. He swept all four nights of Eldora. Is that the greatest feat in late model history? Uh, if traction control was a thing. I mean, <laughs> all, yeah, all jokes aside, remember that uh, little rumor going around there? That is the most dominating performance I've seen in a long time in Dirt Late Model Racing, if not ever. Um, yeah, he just put on a dang good show right there. Car was legal, by the way. Tech yeah, I know. And legal. Exactly three days after the dream ended, the Dirt Car Summer Nationals began. If you're scoring at home, that's a 67-day held tour we just had. It just ended August 21st. I have a few thoughts on that. But Derek, Bobby Pierce, his fourth held tour title, 13 wins. He had to skip a few crown jewels, north, south, and the I-80 to do it. Give me your bird's eye view. You're on almost every night of the overall held tour. Pierce Hour, Pierce Tour, fourth championship. 
third all-time in the wins list. He was too short of tying Shannon Babb for most wins in his season. He had 13, but I do not think anybody will beat that single season. That is very tough to do. Kudos to Bobby Pierce, Well, Babb though. never had 365 races, though, either. That is to, true. To do this. Is very I like remarkable. Bobby Nationals better than Pierce Nationals, by the way. As impressive as he was and still is, I think we're going to look back at Ashton Winger's summer and say, you know what, this is the year he took the step. Six wins overall, including the final two races. I think we're going to look back at 2021, Derek, and go, you know what, Ashton, this was his leap year, Derek. He also got a win at Knox County, which, by the way, was in the lane of Lincoln. He's not counting it since it wasn't an <laughs> Illinois bowl ring. But, yeah, if he didn't have that dismal first two-week start, maybe he can contend a little more and get that double-digit win total. Outlaws had some neat moments the past three months as we shift to that tour. Overton stayed hot in June and won the Firecracker. Frankie and Dennis Herb Jr. got some wins on the Western Swing, as you see Frankie here at the Sure Step I-94 Speedway. And Kyle Larson did Ugh. it. <laughs> Sick of it. Bagged the PDC at our home track. And at this point, surely you're ready to become a full believer. This guy is the greatest motorsports talent ever, Derek. Please just admit it. Pretty bizarre and wicked that he uh, won a Prairie Dirt Classic in his super late model two years ago. That would never happen. Obviously, circumstances has, has him racing everything. But I think he cheated. He used the <laughs> video board and even admitted on a MRN he wants to get rid of those at dirt tracks as well. Yeah, I agree. Outlaw video boards. We need to we need to do away with them. Larson wins the PDC. Kate Dillard got an Outlaws win in Wisconsin, and I bring him up now because he very publicly dropped off tour for family reasons. Wanted to make it back for family his uh, daughter's first day of school. Uh, so that was a big to do this last month, you know. And I think most people are supportive of him. I did hear a few drivers grumbling. Hey. You know, we didn't get this attention uh, when we dropped off to her. We, we, we make our commitments. So uh, there's a little more to that. We'll see as the time goes by. J.D., meanwhile, Derek, USA Nationals got his second Golden Eagle, first in six years by winning USA Nats. Made a wild move on a re restart to pass Kyle Bronson. Big win for J.D. Yeah, big win for J.D. Larson would win again at Sharon again? just this past weekend with the Outlaws, a place he says he loves in a sprint car or a late model. And don't look now. Sheppy's won two of the last four Outlaw races. And Derek, Oh, he's had a down year. He has, what, 13 wins and a 200-point lead in the series. Yeah, a very down year. I wish my down years were winning a $100,000 championship, double-digit wins. Your son's probably eventually going to take my job in Jay, says he did a Summer Nationals minute. But, uh, yeah, Brandon Shepard's got that team dialed in. Him and Mark Richards getting uh, maybe heating up at the right time. He still, still plenty of crown jewels. Could still win 20 oh, races. He, easily right? can. he could easily win 20 races. Sure. So Sheppy, a lot, lot of season left. Let's switch to Lucas Oil. They've been bitten by the rain bug since the dream. Seven rainouts since that second weekend in June. Seemed like every week they got it. JD did sweep the clash at the mag. And then they didn't race again until early July at PRP where JD won again. So he'd won three races in a row at that point. And T-Mac got the 15K victory the next night at Muskingum County. Derek, what do you think? JD or T-Mac, champion before the year's over? T-Mac is just too good of a points racer. He's always getting the top five no matter what. I think he's ran runner-up in like eight crown jewels this year, even though we haven't had that many. So T-Mac, I think, is going to get the win. But JD is probably going to end up winning more money by the end of the season with all his crown jewels. Even wins. that orange spoiler cuts through the Muskingum County dust there. <laughs> as you see McCready getting that win. Uh, end of July, JD won another one at Lucas Oil Speedway. Then the entire group of them went to I-80 for over a half million dollars in purse money at the Silver Dollar Nationals. And, Derek, I think people forget this. Turbo won that 30 thousand dollar to win thursday night race your co-host got 30 grand in the cold trickle throwback my co-host a that car is bad to the bone and b he dominated this night led every single lap turbo with his biggest win of his career and man 
All that driver assessments we've been do doing during Swap Talk <laughs> has been helping out. Oh, God, I love that green car. looks beautiful. Yeah, he, he quietly did it. He doesn't do things quietly very often. Kyle Bronson, by the way, finally wins a crown jewel, driving a car harder than I think I've ever seen it driven. Suave the killer rode that Nebraska cushion with reckless abandon and won 53 grand out in I-80. My favorite thing is he called this out during the interview in post-victory lanes. Like, maybe, just maybe, the Dirt on Dirt guys will vote <laughs> us in the top 10. He's been fast all year long this Last few months, he probably could have won Cedar Lake at the USA yep. Nationals. So look at this he's crossover. Gonna, Whoop. Yep, maybe he's going to contend for a World 100. Yeah, it was uh, it was impressive for Bronson to get that victory. They took two weeks off, came back at the North South, and for the top list, and no surprise at Florence, Overton sweeps the weekend, stays red hot on the year. The race was actually great for second behind him. But Derek, I think it's good that Overton was able to get McCready for the lead here because if Josh Rice had won this race, I'm actually convinced they would have burned Florence down. I mean, look at this. This is just a boring pass right here. This <laughs> sounds good. Side by side. Yeah, this sounds good. Brandon Overton is just smooth, collective. Josh Rice winning would have been absolute bonkers. You are right on that one, Michael Rigsby. And maybe the race of the year right here, right? Roy. Topless 100 this past weekend. Hudson O'Neill and Jonathan Davenport. Derek, normally if you see one slider on the last lap, it's nice. We get two sliders on the last lap in Arkansas just a few days ago. Here's JD headed into turn one, Derek, and I'll let you take it from here. Here's slider number one. Look at the maturity of Hudson O'Neill. Derek crosses him right back over. They're side by side, down the back straightaway. Here comes O'Neill. <laughs> Davenport on the bottom here for the one last ditch effort. The crowd is on Look their at this feet. Kid going in the red bananas. shirt, too. I love these. This Second the crown shirt. jewel for Hudson O'Neill. Man, winning a topless 100, that guy yeah. has improved so much. What a finish. That was Lucas Oil. Other odds and ends from the summer. Donald McIntosh finally got himself a Southern Nationals championship. Cool for DMAC. Derek, what I loved about Race Tour this year, 10 races, nine different winners. Get Brandon Overton out of the mix, Derek, and the floodgates opened up down south, which was, which was very cool. How about something else random? For whatever reason, a magical number this year is 30,000. 30, Rusty Schlank, Derek, won a 30 $3,000 to win race at Merritt. You see right here on the last lap, thirty-three grand for Rusty. That was Cedar Lake weekend, as we mentioned. I hope this does not get lost in the shuffle as you see the pass for the win right here. This is unbelievable for a team like Rusty. Yeah, Sorry. look at that cushion there banging, and that guy's been working his butt off trying to get his Dominator chassis on the market. He's missing a lot of races, staying locally at home. That was a great win to see him win there. And obviously, they already crossed the finish line, so when you see Spangler passing him, it was actually Rusty yeah, Spangler. that one. Spangler's yes. like, hang on a minute here. Yes, I, so. I would like to, I'd like Big to win it. for Rusty. Yeah, I'd like to get it. Counted for my wins total as well. So uh, other random high-dollar races. Zach Dome won twenty grand at Beckley, if you'll recall that, and that wild Good night job, at McCarty. Beckley. It's always wild at Beckley. And, of course, Brandon Overton, Derek. Do you remember this? $20,000 to win on just a Sunday an, just night another drive day. Sunday fun Charlotte. day for Overton. Not a lot of folks in the stands this night, uh, but it was, uh, it was cool to see Overton. Go down there and support a regional race that night. Meanwhile, 16 cars, Derek, were all that showed up for $20,000 to win for the Outlaws race at Jackson Motorplex. You know who did not care? Dennis Herb. That guy, Dennis Herb Jr., who won that race. His dog had just passed away a few nights before, and he was emotional about it, so that was very cool. And Turbo, he's off suspension starting in September, so he still couldn't go to the PDC. Derek, he won fifteen grand in one weekend in those Ultimate Heartland of America. Heartland, Ultimate Heartland America's Heartland Ultimate. What Something is it, Derek? Like that. It's, yeah. <laughs> the Ultimate Series of the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, Turbo won uh, fifteen grand over three nights because he, he would have to run race first, right? At the P PDC, PDC, right? A couple second? other little things here. This Jason Fager flip. Who could forget that from the dream? God, Derek, that's one of the worst ones I've ever seen. And and, and no one will ever forget this, right? Watch this first Fager's car falls oh, off boy. after the flip. Oh boy! Insult good to shot injury. though by Lee Gates. It was a good shot by Lee Gates, Derek. And and this, right? The Josh Rice motor. 
just going nuclear in Where's Eldora. Parrish? This is absolutely wild. Have you ever seen anything like this in your life? No, all of a sudden I come out of the press box and I see this huge cloud of smoke at Eldora. The, the place is going bananas. I feel like Josh Rice has the worst luck at Eldora. Look at Mark Richards, by the way, yes. sprinting. He was the one that got it all figured out for everybody. He's saying, this thing's stuck. Oh, my goodness. It's like a pandemonium. This looks like a, a Michael, Cloverfield. A Michael Bay film. Yeah, it looks right like now. Cloverfield right now. They're all running away. That is wild. I absolutely love this. Not for Josh, but I do love the video. And that, from our eyes, is a pretty quick and dirty recap of the summer. Of course, there's other things in there. Look at Mark. Mark just looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger standing. In oh, the he's buff. Right so there. I get uh, it. Derek, that was that was fun. I'd like to do that more often. When you when you compact it into th uh, the three months into uh, eight minutes like that, it's been a pretty wild. Yeah, summer, I, was, I feel like I was at all of them too. You know, you, you of course, of were on the Summer Nationals, oh, um, you know, the, the long stretch. you have anything else from the Summer Nationals you thought you might add? What, what did guys make of this stretched-out schedule? Okay, year? what the guys make about it? You they, can they tell don't love it, right? It, I mean, they were tweeting about it. It's nothing worth saying. And you, it was can, pretty you can tell by – don't get me wrong. I love Sam Jiggers. I love Jonathan Clayton. I love the whole crew. Yes, you can just tell they are worn out. Just feel like it lost its luster there. Right after we got up to I-80, you go to those – that. One weekend in Springfield, Missouri, and Clarksville, and you're going four hours every night, which was a very tough stint. That first three and a half, four weeks flew by, though. You're going all the Illinois tracks. You're only an hour which apart is, from yeah. Bloomington. Yeah. It was phenomenal. That's what the Summer Nationals, I feel like, That's should be going That's the essence of it. The essence right, of it. Right. You have every single Illinois guy there. But I want to give a shout-out to Peoria Speedway. That might have been the race of the entire Summer Nationals. Yeah. Bobby Pierce passing Ryan Unzicker late, which, by the way, I think Unzicker ran runner-up to Pierce like three or four times and let him get past on the final five laps. But it was all in all great yeah. racing throughout the entire summer. And Luke, like I said, Lucas, I'm just looking at my notes here. Lucas bit by rain probably more than they should have been. The Outlaws, uh, you know, the Outlaws always do that Western tour right after uh, kind of the middle of July there. And they You feel like this whole with summer counts. with everything that late model racing hit its stride with like the rainouts, all this racing combined into one. Like you said, we had Merritt and Cedar Lake racing at the same time. I just feel like it never like got a full-time strike because there was just so much well, going on, I, which would be good for the drivers, I, just so many races. I think dirt late model racing is mirroring society right now. Of course, we had a, a beautiful birthday party for my wife, Amber, this past weekend. It was her 40th birthday, and everybody we talked to in attendance said they've tried to – they don't have a free weekend on their calendar until November. Everybody is, after the COVID year, has tried to jam yeah. all of this stuff into one year, Suave, and I think the dirt late model calendar sort of – replicated that a little bit. It was probably a little too much. I'd like to see us back it down but a little if bit you, next year. But if you're a promoter and you see all these crowds, I know, I are know. you going to – until crowds stop going because there's only 18 to 21 cars, I think yeah. your promoters are still going to have races. Well, I agree. We could do this all day. Uh, that was a recap of the summer. We will be back after the break. Quick commercial break with Greg Satterley and Jeremiah Hurst to preview two more $30,000 to win races this coming weekend back after this. Established in 1983, FK Rod Ends has been the industry leader for both midget and micro racing. Family owned and operated, we take pride in our products and our name because we know you value yours. Visit our website, www.fkrodends.com to find out how you can join our winning team. FK Rod Ends, to beat the best, you gotta use the best.
If you want a free lifetime subscription to Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing and you're looking to buy a car, truck, or van, then I have the perfect solution for you. Head to Bomb Chevy Buick in Clinton, Illinois. And get this. If you buy a vehicle there, you get a lifetime subscription to Flow and Dirt on Dirt. Free forever for life. That is a good deal. The best deal, actually. The folks at Bomb are incredible to work with. I love them to death. And this is about an $8,000 lifetime value, Derek. So you're about 30. You save about eight grand if you uh, would buy a car at Bomb or a truck or a van. Bomb Chevy Buick in Clinton, Illinois. Check them out at bombchevybuick.com for the best deal in all of motorsports. Okay, so back in March, we decided that we wanted to do a wins draft, okay? So Derek, myself, and DMAC each got a three-driver team, and whoever total got the most wins at the end of the season on that team would get 100 bucks. So the two guys that lost would Pay give, up now. Would give, oh, please, Derek, I'm going to win this. Would give $50 to the other guy. Here's a look at where we started right after Speed Weeks. It looked like this. Folks, McCarty, throw that up there. I mean, look at me. I'm in a distant third. McCarty and Suave are in a head-to-head battle. D-Max got Overton, Herb, and Dome. Suave's got Bobby, JD, and Dona. I've got Sheppy, who only had three wins at the time, Max Blair, and Rusty Schleich. That is what it looked like 17, 18, and 10 back in late February, early March. Today, it looks like this. Here comes Rigsby. Derek has, I've not only passed McCarty, I am within two of you, Derek, and I have no doubt in my mind I am going to win this. You've got 44, I've got 42. McCarty distantly in third at 37. Suave, you react first, then you, McCarty. Uh, let's see here. I think my wins are like strength of schedule wise. On oh, the there's SEC. no strength of schedule in the on wins the draft. It is a wins draft, okay? Oh, no. I think, I mean, Dona's got to get to maybe like 12 to 13 range, then I'll be feeling pretty confident. I think JD will at least get to 25. Pierce will get to 22. I'll be looking pretty solid there. Sheppy goes 20. You know Max is winning another seven or eight. Rusty's winning two every weekend right now. McCarty, do you have any chance to catch us or not? Man, I don't know. I, Turbo uh, kind of put on the burners in the middle of summer there. I think <laughs> being suspended from World of Outlaws kind of helped him go explore some other uh, races and pick up a couple, but I need Zach Dome to pick off a couple. I think he's had a little bit of a rough summer. Yep. Um, but he needs to get those late Cumberland yeah, wins exactly. for you, like, Beckley and Richmond and but, all those. I mean, Brandon Overton, he could easily end up with 30 wins this by the end of the year. And Turbo, hopefully he can get into maybe about five more. But, yeah, I just need Dome to pick a few up. I'm confident in them. Overall. This, I mean, you, you, I think we would agree I'm in the best spot here, right? Would we agree? Summer Nationals are over for you, Derek. Your honey hole with Bobby's over, right? So I am clear. I got Rusty and I don't and know if Max. you know this or not, but he's – Going to race all the way until like December. Rusty and Max just reeling wins <laughs> in the rest of the year. Sheppy hasn't even been good yet. You know what the crazy thing is? If I would have taken Moran, it'd be 43, 44, and 42. Yeah, There's six right more there, wins yeah. with Devin right now. That, that was crazy. just a dumb move by it's you. All right. Let's go, Dome. We will keep you guys updated. Uh, we will keep you guys updated that in the coming weeks on where the wins draft goes. Okay, I mentioned in the show open, and we'll hit it again now. There are not only one, but two. $30,000 to win dirt late model races this weekend. Three days at Port Royal, leading up to a $30,000 finale. Three days in Davenport, Iowa, leading up to a thirty-day, uh, $30,000 finale. We'll preview both of those right now. I flipped a coin on who got to go first. I didn't want the Outlaws or Lucas to feel slighted. Port Royal won- was heads, and they won, so they will go first. Joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is a guy Fresh off a nice Outlaws win last weekend at Williams Grove. It's the truth, Greg Satterley. Truth, you tell me true or false. I'm going to ask you this, Greg. 
Port Royal is the best track in Pennsylvania. True or false, Greg Satterley? True. <laughs> okay. Very true. I think what I, what what makes it the best? I mean, for those out there that have never been there, never seen it. <clears throat> uh, it's just I just feel like they have the I guess the first of all they have, I think they have the means to do it, but they are always taking that extra step that you want racetracks to do. You know, they're always trying to uh, improve the facilities for the fans, improve the racing for the for the racers, you know, safety on the racetrack. Uh, they paved the pitch this winter. There's no mud there. There's awesome lighting, uh, big scoreboard for the fans to see, you know, big tall bleachers. They are just always doing stuff to make racing better for, for us as racers and, you know, for the race fans. You know, more money, more races, better racetrack surface. They, uh, they work hard. They treat the racers really nice. Uh, you know, they never feel like, you never, you never go, feel like you go unnoticed when you show up there. And it just, uh, it's always a pleasure to go there and race, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. We run well there, too, so that, that always makes it even, even better yet. Greg, just be a race fan for a second. I mentioned Davenport and Port Royal running this weekend. It is a little weird, isn't it, to have two $30,000-to-win shows on the same weekend? I mean, just, you know, n- not a driver as a fan, or maybe you can look at it as a driver, I guess. It's just kind of odd, isn't it? You don't see this very often. Yeah, I, you, you know, you don't want to see two really appealing shows uh, schedule over top of each other, and I'm sure they didn't intend to do that. And they're obviously in two different parts of the country, but uh, they both. If you've been watching racing, you know, all summer, uh, that last race they had at Davenport was 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 awesome. Yeah. You know that uh, the, the the midweek race. So I'm sure that has a lot of people excited to either you know go to davenport to watch or watch live and the all the lucas races this year have been pretty good you know the with really good fields of cars so um and i think port royal has been becoming more and more in the spotlight for late model races so i think both have a lot of a lot to you know look forward to and hopefully they both produce good races all weekend do you, at least as a driver, can you appreciate the spread the wealth aspect? You know, like Brandon Shepard can't be in Port Royal this weekend. Every kind of good guy, you know, as a fan, you're thinking, I want them all together. You know, you're still going to have plenty of heat at Port Royal, but can you kind of, do you do you like that as a driver at least a little bit? Hey, we're kind of spreading the wealth a little more. You know, earlier this year, Rusty Schlenk won $33,000. So as a driver, do you appreciate that? For sure. Uh Anytime you think you have a better opportunity to make more money or run better or have a better chance to run, you know, up toward the front. And that's, if that means sending all the good guys to another track, I guess, you know, sometimes that's what it takes, but uh, no, it's, it's good. It's good for us. And, you know, we, I guess you have to just thank the promoters and the the guys that are putting up all the money for these races. Um, That's what's keeping everyone going and, you know, keeping the sport alive and keeping keeping these, you know, really stacked fields of cars showing up every weekend. So the racers appreciate it. I know that they, I'm sure they do. And I, I think the fans do as well, because this more money means more good cars, more good cars usually means more good racing. So I think these are good things for the sport. And, you know, we certainly definitely appreciate it as racers for sure. Notably, Greg, you kind of went from being a national tour racer for, you know, more than a few years you were doing that 
to really settling into more of a, a regional kind of stay around home guy. Do you miss it at all being out on the road? Because if I may, I, I think your answer is going to be no, that you do not miss that. Oh, shit, we it. have to be. <laughs> Derek misses having you. Uh, but I think, I think the answer is going to be no. Uh, am I right about that? You don't miss that national tour schedule. As a whole, no, I, I don't. Um, however, the, the racing at that level, at all the big races with all the fans and all the best cars every weekend uh, is really, really fun. It's a really cool thing to do. It's a fun thing to be a part of. Uh, and to, to go to those races and run well and perform and run up front, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, but there's a lot that goes into that. You know, lots of time, lots of time on the road, lots of expenses. Um, and just something that all that together just was something I was just not really into as much as maybe what I needed to. And so this schedule that we've been running the last two or three years is just much more appealing to me for what I have going on at home with work. Um, it's just more enjoyable. And for, you know, for us, that's kind of what it's about is just doing what we can and making the most out of it. And right now we're, you know, it's the last couple of years have been pretty fun with creating our own schedule. And if, if, if a weekend comes up that we, we either decide we don't want to race or the weather looks, you know, a little iffy, we can just not go and not, you know, spend a day's worth of driving for, to maybe get rained out. So, uh, yeah, to answer your question, no, I don't, I don't miss it, but sometimes you're watching on, on TV, you, you think, well, that'd be fun to be at that race. I've, you know, I've been there, done that, and that's an awesome race to be at, but just, you just, you know, you can only do so much, and that's uh, that's what we're doing for now. Truth, Suave here, big fan, obviously. First question <laughs> is, I got two of them. First question is, when are we going to make a bet with Hoghead again so we can go to the pub on him? <laughs> so, say that again, I couldn't hear you. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I'll maybe be a little better here. I said, first question is for you, when are we going to have Hoghead with a bet go back to pub two? Because that's been a while. We need to go back. <laughs> I, I apologize. I can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> it's yeah. Basically, he wants to know when you're going back to pub two is what he wants to know with Hoghead in Bloomington. Oh, the pub. Yes. The pub. Oh, come on. We could, we could arrange something to get out there. That's, uh, that's a fun time. Uh, Suave and all the guys from out there. Right? I think we could maybe do some kind of a bet at the uh, Spoon River, put something together for – one of the races next summer. There we go. Are you promising, Derek? Don't promise him. He gets very sad if you break promises. Truth. No, no promises, but we could certainly <laughs> that. I think uh, we could spend all Hogs money on our winnings. Yes, yes. Let's make sure to spend Hogs money. Well, Derek, I got a. Do you want one more, Derek? Or yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Port Royal. We we've talked about it a ton. Truth. You know, as good as it is, and it is one of the best country, uh, tracks in the United States of America, it's had a few off weekends this year, and I've heard talk about a little bit of the dirt and stuff like that. Have you, have you talked to the guys at Port about a few times it's not been great what happened this year? Yes, so I was there for the, the World of Outlaw weekend, I think was probably what everyone was talking about. And they said that there was a shortage on water or something broke, and they weren't able to put as much water on it as what they wanted to. So the racing, unfortunately, was not not nearly as good as what they were hoping for. Uh, we were there 
a couple of weeks ago for a regular, one of the regular 3000 wind shows. And the track was really good. Um, I think sometimes when we have just late models there, the racing doesn't produce the same as when they have sprint cars there. And I'm not sure if that's correct or not correct. Uh, but anytime we're there with the sprint cars, the racing's always very good. Uh, that one weekend when we were there with just late models, it wasn't very good, but there was a water shortage. Uh, I know they always make every effort they can to make the racing as good as they can. Maybe sometimes they maybe try a little too hard, you know, because sometimes you just leave it alone and it, it races just perfectly fine. But I'm, sh I'm certain that they'll make every effort that they can to have it as good as they as good as they possibly can this weekend because there'll be lots of people watching and i know they're trying to do big things with the bigger things with the late models and i'm sure they'll they'll get it right and hopefully the racing's as good as what everyone you know can has talked it up to be last thing uh, one one quick note too we figured out what was going on derek was actually picking up off my microphone so he's just going to sign language me the rest of the interview and tell me what he wants me to ask you truth so <laughs> what's going on there so my apologies okay. basically he just wants to get drunk at pub two with you again that was the moral no just hang out we don't get yeah, just, too just rowdy. hang out yeah. just hang out uh, uh put uh, last thing truth put your sports broadcaster hat on analyze these three races this weekend at Port Royal. How do you see them? What's going to happen? What's going to play out? Not necessarily for you, but, you know, we got a fun Lucas Oil points battle going. We've got, you know, a lot going on. Talk to me as a sports broadcaster. What do you think we're going to see this weekend? I think you're going to see – I think you're going to see a lot of the same guys up front. I mean, it's been that same way all year. I think you're going to see Davenport, um, Overton if he's there, McCready. Those three guys have been good every single place they go. Uh, I don't think anything's going to change with that this weekend. Hopefully you can throw in a couple local guys. Uh, you know, maybe me, maybe some of our local guys, Covert, Eckert, you know, guys that race there. I hope that we can hold our own and run up front with them. Um, I'm going to say they're going to have the track a little more elbows up the first night, be pretty fast, and then probably come Saturday they'll have it slowed down. and. Uh, just try to, you know, change the the pace of the racing up a little bit. But I would expect you're going to see the same cars up front all three nights. Um, hopefully the racing is good. Hopefully you can pass if the guy doesn't have a good qualifying effort or has some bad luck early in the night that they can rebound and, and come back towards the front of the, you know, front of the race. So hopefully the, like I said, hopefully the Port Royal guys can run well. Hopefully we are one of them and put up a fight against the, you know, the the, the best Lucas cars there are. So. 10000 to win Thursday, 12000 to win Friday, and $30,000 to win Saturday for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series at Port Royal. I predict the truth. Derek wins at least one of these this weekend. Oh, that would be awesome. I think you're going to win Let's at least go. one, Truth. Greg, thanks, and good luck this weekend, buddy. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Exactly 764 miles from Port Royal, Pennsylvania, roughly 12 hours in a car, so probably about 14 or 15 hours in a hauler. The other big show of the weekend, 10,000 Thursday, 10,000 Friday, 30,000 Saturday for the World of Outlaws at what Dustin Jarrett called the best racetrack in the country. Derek Kessinger, the quarter mile in Davenport, Iowa. Let's talk to Jeremiah Hurst about that now. Jeremiah I got a little heat a few weeks ago when I said they should just bulldoze the half mile at Davenport, never to be used again. The quarter mile has been so insanely good. Uh, it was just after that wicked Mars race right before the Prairie Dirt Classic. Jeremiah, am I right? 
get rid of the half mile forever at, at Davenport. Yeah, a lot of people probably would agree on that. Uh, I've maybe done maybe twice good on a half mile. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't care if they bulldoze that down. <laughs> you know, I think most people in Davenport don't agree with this, though, right? I mean, they were born and raised on that half mile. I know you're a debut guy. But what is it, uh, Jeremiah? Those people in Davenport, they love that half mile, don't they? Yeah, well, half mile was half mile racing was kind of big around here. You know, you had West Liberty, you had Farley, you had you know Davenport. So there was there was a lot of half mile racetracks around, and then it just kind of got a you know everybody kind of just didn't like them no more and hard on equipment, and they just kind of faded off. You know that you know that segues good to my next question. You know you're a guy who kind of cut his teeth in IMCA stuff, and not that you haven't run some big open motor stuff wise. Uh, you know the late model here more recently, but um, you know you've got this Ken Roberts team back you now. But to have this, you know, the the development of your career to have it where it's at now. Are you surprised, Jeremiah, that you're starting to you're making some noise in super late model racing? You were an IMCA guy for a long time. Are are you surprised that you know you're making some noise and rattling some cages now? Um, yeah, I, I feel like I, I've did my time and paid my dues and just like everybody, you know, eventually you're going to run as good as them guys. If you keep running with that high, um, you know, high talent, you know, and that money pretty much you should, you know, eventually catch on and get their speed that they got and be just as good. That's what I feel. You've got a teammate in Garrett Alberson. What is it like? Uh, what is Garrett like? What is it like working with him? What is it like racing with him? Garrett's he's you know a lot of people are thinking that he's a he's a shy guy and which he is, but when he's behind the wheel of the race car, he's he's a different he's a different cat. He uh, <laughs> he really gets after it. You know, he gets how, after it. How how close are you two? I know. I mean, obviously, it's a New Mexico kid, and you're from up there in Dubuque, Iowa. You've kind of been put into this situation together. Do you guys talk frequently? I mean, we talk, but it's not like, you know, probably like we should, you know, it's this year's kind of tough for my, for my, you know, my side, you know, I just, it's just kind of tough for me this year. And I just, I just don't feel like I'm really 100% in it, you know, but I mean, I probably should talk to him a little bit more, but we do talk. And when we do, I mean, it, it helps me and, Hopefully it helps him, and you know Garrett. Garrett's one hell of a race car driver. I think you know he he can drive. So I mean, yeah, I just wish the best for him, and you know, like Ken and everybody. I hope we can do it for a couple more years, and hopefully we can win some big races. You're 45 years old now, but you are, like I said, kind of new-ish to super late model racing. Do you wish you'd gotten to a super sooner? And do you think your career? Not that it's not the right place, but what would your career maybe have been had you started super late model racing ten, twelve years ago? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't regret what I did, and I, I met a lot of cool people and a lot of, I have a lot of friends over IMCA racing, and I mean, I, money wasn't really there when I, you know, earlier in my racing career, I just had to scrape by what I had, and you know, try to get as many sponsors, which weren't you know, a couple thousand dollar ones that weren't really a crazy amount of money. And it just, maybe I wish on one hand that I wish it would have happened earlier. And on the other hand, I'm glad it happened this way. 
are you this weekend, I mean, obviously you're looking forward to this weekend, but to have this kind of money, right, the 10s, the 10, the 30, you know, even all around you this year, you've had all this money. How exciting is it, though, to have it, right? You know, Dubuque and Davenport are not that far away. To have this kind of shot, you know, you're not, the Lucas cars won't be there this weekend. They'll be out east. I mean, you have a legitimate chance to win a lot of money this weekend. How nice is it to have that in your backyard? Oh, it's pretty sweet. I mean, the Kai family, they, since they took over that, that Davenport raceway, they've, you know, they've done a lot of big things and, you know, they got some people in there, Hoker trucking and all them guys. They, a lot of semi people, you know, they put some money up for this race. So, I mean, that I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it and I know Garrett is, and hopefully our team can be competitive at least. Forgive me for not knowing this. You know, you said you'd only ran the half mile a couple times. You've got the quarter mile this weekend, which has just been phenomenal since they went back to it a few years ago. I'm assuming you've probably won a race on the quarter mile or run the quarter mile a few times. What t- Take me through that. Yeah, I, I like racing the quarter mile. Sometimes it, when your car ain't very good, it feels like you're on the half mile because you ain't got no grip. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that little quarter mile track, it, it's fun. When it's, when it's racy. What's, uh, you know, I asked you, you were on the line when Greg Satterley was, I had him put his sports broadcaster hat on and he kind of told us what he thought was going to happen. I'm going to ask you to do the same. Now you got the outlaw boys in town this weekend, put your sports broadcaster hat on Jeremiah. What do you think is going to happen this weekend? Uh, I think it's going to be, uh, going to be just like it's been the last couple of times when they were there. It's going to be, you know, a couple guys fighting for that lead and it's going to be a close one. Is it ever not close at that quarter mile? I mean, I think I've seen one bad race there. Well, just you predict a photo finish at this point, right? Yeah, it all depends who uh, prepares the racetrack. That's what I kind of feel and see out of my eyes. So, yeah. are we? So you're hoping in your eyes, you're hoping the right guy is preparing it this weekend, right? Yeah, it it probably will be. I I'm guaranteed they'll they'll have one hell right. of a racetrack. So. Well, Davenport, Iowa, the quarter mile, the place to be in Iowa this weekend, 10, 10, and 30. Not 10, 10, 220, Swaff. Not the old Rick Auckland sponsor. 10, 10, 220. 10, 10, and 30 for the World of Outlaws. Jeremiah, thanks for joining us, and good luck this weekend, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. We have Kevin Kovac in the Memorial Notes section back on the video cast after a short break. If you want to be remembered, you got to do more than just win. You got to get them out of their seats. You got to give them the slide job, cushion pounding, no holds barred racing they paid to see. This is dirt track. That means pushing it to the edge and laying it all on the line. Yeah, you might wreck. We'll help you get back out there so they can watch you try it again and again. See, dirt track is a sport of the people and only they decide if you're to be remembered. It's your job to take risks and make sure you're memorable. Pit Stop USA. Live like legends. Dirt Track Fantasy Racing is here with Dirt Draft. With action from the hottest drivers across all major dirt series, put your knowledge to the test with Dirt Draft. Sign up, draft your team, and redeem points for hundreds of different prizes. And for the first time ever, you can be crowned an official series fantasy champion. You can't play all season if you don't play today. To play, just go to DirtDraft.com or download the Dirt Draft app today. Become a fantasy racing champion.
Derek, I couldn't really get over last weekend. I wasn't expecting for me to come back on camera there. McCurdy, by the way, I thought I'd get an aerial shot there. Listen, we haven't done this in a few months. You look we're, gorgeous. We're, we're, we're a little bit rusty. I'm just a like rusty. waiting for the aerial shot. And hey, <laughs> there, I, there I am. I couldn't really get over this past weekend when there was a crown jewel. Uh, you know, the topless 100, Derek, uh, how busy the calendar still was. The Hell Tour, the Outlaws, Batesville was all going on. Normally, it's a slower weekend, um, but now slow feels like it's still like 20 important races out there. Uh, and then this weekend, there are two $30,000 to win races on what has always been a slow weekend historically in Dirt Late Model Racing. Here is a look at this weekend's upcoming important highlighted races on the Dirt Late Model calendar. The two biggies at Port Royal and Davenport we've talked about. Winston. Derek Friday in Rothbury, Michigan, is having a, an ALMS race. MRP Moeller having a 4,000 win Valvoline Ironman Racing Series event. And, of course, if you see the little red F there, it means it's live on flow. Sonoya, where we'll be racing for $50,000 to win uh, later this year in November. November, November, is having the Michael Head Jr. Memorial, Derek, this Saturday as well. What do you see there on the first screen? Uh, a lot of guys were saying that they need to have a summer nationals race at Winston. All the Michigan boys really? they've been racing very well, so maybe, maybe this will uh, show out a little bit for them. And then also, I'm wondering if Ashton Winger is going to go back to his old stomping grounds, Sonoya, maybe, or, or just hang around Davenport, yeah, run the. Oh run yeah, the, who he knows what just he's doing? Move up here for God's oh, sake! Oh, don't even right? get me started. I've been telling that uh guy to come up here for a long time i think gary winger would love it too he loves seeing yep. me in the pits he's a very <laughs> i like that he immediately went to he loves seeing me is yeah. what he is he's, a, he's like you know when you see him he's always pumped up all the time when you talk to him no matter what second page of uh, races of course lake cumberland you know everybody's thinking about chris tilly his dad had that that rough incident last weekend you know and we're thinking about you chris i know your dad's in a tough battle right now but we are thinking about you chris tilly and Lake Cumberland, of course, right back with that 10,000 win Harold Hargrove Memorial this weekend. Shano, not Shawano, Derek, as most outsiders call it, the Racing for a Reason fundraising event. Friendship's got a $4,000 to win race. And the Dirt Oval at Route 66, Derek, on Sunday, that Bill Waite Memorial Classic with winged sprint cars as well. A lot of racing here in the Midwest. And uh, I wonder how many guys are going to go from Davenport, go across 80 and race at Juliet. So. People have raced a lot, maybe yeah. one or two. We say, yeah, I'd we'll say. see. And we'll, we will see. So that is what the upcoming slate of events look like. It's time for the Kevin Kovac Memorial Notes section. I've got one memorial note before Kevin hops on. I hope I'm not stealing one from him. Derek, we see all this talk about all these dirt tracks, or these asphalt tracks going to dirt, right? All these tracks, asphalt, we're going dirt racing, we're going dirt racing. How about, Derek, a track you like? Plymouth, Indiana said, nah, we're going the other way. Plymouth going back to asphalt was kind of crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but as a fan and guy covering the sport, I loved Plymouth, but a lot of other guys weren't big fans of the dirt track. So it was kind of mixed uh, feelings when I was talking to a few drivers in the pit area this past week during the Summer Nationals. But RIP, but you never know. They might be back. Might go back to dirt one day again. You I, that know. has actually happened. Yeah, asphalt, so. dirt, asphalt has happened before. Kovac joins us now. That is my only note. Kevin, what do you got for us after a busy summer, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> um, How was your Kiss concert, by the way? Kevin Kovac at a Kiss concert this past weekend. Andy Soul, and yeah, he was yeah, in Florida. So it was Kale's first concert. We got it for his birthday a few months ago, and I'll tell you what, they put a show on. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I never, I'm not like I've been a big Kiss fan for my whole life or anything, but they were very, very entertaining with all the explosions and the fire. And I'll tell you what, man, they came at the end. They had a, they had a confetti cannon that every victory lane I think that needs now, man, it blew out the whole entire building there. It was pretty cool. We need to get Tyler Bachman with one of these, uh, 
for the outlaws there when at least confetti cannons because it was pretty good. That's but um, well, how, give us your racing notes. We can do Gene Simmons notes later. Go ahead. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Did you? I'm not sure if you mentioned. I was, you know, I was. I didn't hear what you were said about Hudson O'Neill's. But did you? Did you note that that was the first time a driver has won the Show Me and the Topless in the same season? I, mean, I, I had not mentioned that. It's. I thought about it last week because you know those are both those. You know, we use the term Southwestern loosely in late model racing, but you know, West Plains mm-hmm. back in the day and Batesville were so tied together. Same group of cars. Same guys went to everything. You'd have thought a Billy Moyer or a Scott Bloomquist had pulled that feat off. I knew that, Kevin. That is pretty neat because those races are the two kind of crown jewels that are tied together down there. That's pretty cool. Huddy's the first. Yeah, yeah. Was, I, I was thinking, I'm like, man, I wonder if anybody's done it before. I'm looking through it. I keep going every year. I'm like, nobody's ever done it. That's pretty, uh, you know what, the topless has been around 29 years and, and uh, right about the, a little bit longer, I think, for the show me. So that's pretty That's pretty uh, neat. It's a pretty good accomplishment for a 20-year-old too. hasn't even been around as long. He hasn't even been alive as long as those races yeah, have true. been running. So, um, and kind of uh, an uplifting. It's not. This is not a total note. That's totally late model racing, but it's a connected. I know uh, Drake Troutman, the 17-year-old whose father DJ passed away with COVID complications at just 39 years old uh, a couple weeks ago. His first night back racing was Friday night. He ran a modified at Roaring Knob uh, Motorsports Complex there in Western Pennsylvania. He goes out and he wins the race. And I know Drake and he made a comment and a post that. This would have been what his dad wanted him to just get back racing because I know his dad was so proud of him, uh, the way he's racing. I mean, they were just out in the summer nationals for a month, uh, for a week, a month ago. And uh, it's so sad to see uh, see him lose his dad, who's going to be, who's always by his side racing. But first night out, he wins a race, which was awesome. And what a, but a scene that had to have been in victory lane. Yeah, that's a uh, thing, thing. They always kind of things kind of happen that way, right? You've seen that over time when when there's tragedy that strikes the team. Something about a guy is able to just focus at a high level, right, Kevin? I'm sure that's not the first time you've seen something like that. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's all through sports. I mean, remember yeah. Brett Favre? I mean, yeah. this is a little Brett Favre throw out for for Derek. You know, his father passes away and he throws for what 399 yards or whatever on a Monday night football game. So all that it's it's something that just has a little magical way of happening there. Uh, a lot of times. Um, I also want to mention, you know, like uh, the outlaw races this past weekend. Kenny Canada, the the tech director for the World of Outlaws Late Model Series, he wasn't there. Uh, he was uh, missing from missing in action, kind of like sidelined a little bit. He uh, came down with like he was during the USA Nationals up at Cedar Lake a couple weeks, so he was complaining of some abdominal pain and and, and what something wasn't right. He was really in it. he wasn't feeling good, and he went to the hospital when he got home, and he ended up having a lacerated spleen. Oh, jeez! Uh, that they found. They, it, they're like. And he had, he said to me, he's like, they came out into the room and said, what was, you know, like, did you have a, did you get in a car wreck or something? And he's like, no, I don't know what happened. I mean, I bump into stuff all the time, but I mean, that's really what that wow. happens from. It's a lacerated spleen. Didn't need surgery, but it was uh, something they found. And then, uh, and, and, and in the course of finding that, they actually have found that he was, they diagnosed him with a, with a, a form of lymphoma. Also. Wow. And that's why he hasn't been able, it was. It, that could have been contributing to the lacerated spleen, he said, or because like, his organs might have been enlarged or something because of what he come. So they found that, and it should be treatable, he says. I mean, they're and then without even chemo, they should be able to. Wow. He's going back in a week or so to get that checked out. And so, uh, hopefully, I may mean, shout out here to you know, uh, you know, uh, to, to Kenny to hopefully gets well soon. Um, it's it's killing him not being at the <laughs> racetrack. Uh, I mean, he said he's just been sitting on the on the couch for a few weeks and. And it's like killing them that that's happening. 
Um, but uh, now he's getting better, and hopefully uh, he'll you know, get that taken care of. And he might even be at Eldora. He's not sure for the World 100. Uh, he's hopefully you know, going to check that out and see if he is. And uh, one other comment, one other note. Uh, no, no, Brandon Overton, he's like top three in every crown jewel race in the last few weeks and uh, three weeks in a row. And there's just two 30,000 to win shows at the end of three race weekends this week for both national tours. He's not running either of them. That's it's, uh He's taking the weekend off. I guess he's uh he's going to be getting ready for a Cherokee outlaw race in, in two weeks, and then also uh, getting ready to go. Uh, obviously, to go for two World 100 wins at Eldora. <laughs> so yeah, uh, talk- no racing for Brandon. That is kind of crazy. You heard uh, Satterley mention earlier. He said to me, he goes, "Well, you know, Overton's going to be up front because Overton's plan was to be a Port Royal. I know so." Uh, that's interesting to hear. And, you know, you talk about Eldora, Kevin. He actually has that car parked, right? They brought it home, put it in right. that Wells Motorsports shop, and have not touched it since the dream. So I'm sure Brandon's mind is already on the double world 100s. Oh, no doubt about it. And what, that would be some story. He's going to go sweep those two. And I got one more thing. It's uh, This is going to shed. I want to do a shout-out to Sludge. To, to Derek, oh, my. Dad. Uh, Mr. Kessinger there, I saw that he's retiring from his job after, what, 27 years, Derek? 27, so, right, uh, five, yeah. Right? So, I mean, now, man, he should go on tour. I think sludge is <laughs> time. Uh, you might sludge not be able to. Be on the I think Kovac now. should hire an assistant. He he said you need an assistant, and that assistant yeah. should be sludge. How do you feel about that, <laughs> Kovac? Is that possible? I don't know. Hey, I'd bring sludge along. Sludge would help me out. He's helped me out at Cedar Lake and stuff before, so. Uh, I mean, maybe anybody need a truck driver? I bet you. Yeah, oh yeah, sluts can drive truck. He can. Kevin, (laughs) we we appreciate it, buddy. You came back. We haven't been on in a few months. Roared back with a vengeance. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. Okay, we'll see you later. Thanks, buddy. Kovac at Kiss. Talking about Sludge, Kovac's bringing the heat. There. He is. He had a lot of say after a two-month break. Uh, yeah, shout-out to Pops. Big-time retirement. You saw our on-demand slate earlier. All those races you saw will also have covered with highlights of all that, race wires, photos, editorial, and everything as well. And you've probably seen it, but our road to Eldora stuff has begun as well. Boo Briggs kicked us off. Well, Ben kicked us off with the Florence Y'all Water Tower, which was an awesome piece. Boom's been banging around the Northeast. He was at the One Star Bar with his cousin Chubb Frank. And then Jeff Purvis, Derek, dropped today. Ben Shelton went to Purvis's house in Tennessee, sat down with the Golden Boy. That was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, Jeff Purvis, I think a lot of late model people, especially uh, the historians and big-time fans, will love the Jeff Purvis. And my favorite thing about Boom, if you watched every single video, he calls you out in every single one. He does. What a jerk. I don't really understand. Not like bad ways. For video purposes, he drank a cold bush light at 1030 in the morning. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it was for video purposes only. That's what he said. Uh, The Road to Eldora, of course, leads up to the 51st and 50th annual World 100s, which are coming up just 15 days from now, Derek. 15 days until we start racing in Eldora. And I think it's the biggest race in Eldora history, Derek. You see here the graphic. Those three men, uh, likely the favorites there on that Wednesday, Thursday. Larson can only race... Uh, the first night, the first so two So he's nights. only the favorite for the 51st. He's only for the He's not even going to run the 50th. What a loser, yeah, right? he's going to go back uh, in time. But, Derek, it, I think it's the biggest race in Eldora Speedway history. No doubt about it. This is one of the most, or is the most famous race in late model. You have an anniversary for 50, four nights of racing. People weren't there last year. I feel it's like I feel like it's going to be filled with the britches. And I think once Labor Day hits, that whole week is just going to be chaos, all World 100 all the time. Of course, all four days of the World 100 will be live on Flow with our biggest live video production in Flow Racing and DOD history. We're doing some really 
cool stuff for nice. this event. We'll be back next nice weekend plug. with a little bit of a shorter Labor Day preview because we got to do the World 100 preview also because we got to be at Eldora so early, guys, because of the racing starting so early. So we'll have a Labor Day preview next week early, a little bit shorter, but uh, talk to a driver, kind of recap this past weekend and all that stuff. And I've got Nick Hoffman, Derek, coming up on a Rigsby Report. My first question oh, for boy. him will be, don't you wish you were Mike Harrison? Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't say that, but also he he's loving his new sleep schedule at uh, Team Zero. It's a lot of late nights. Hey, we got to give a shout-out to Turn. Uh, we do got to give a shout-out to our boy Turn. I was going to mention it. You beat me oh, to oh, it. Oh, were you now? I was. I was. Yeah. I think it's uh, the biggest thing going on this weekend our, in late our, 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 our The director of live racing productions at Flow Racing, longtime Dur and Dur guy, Michael Turnreiners is getting married this coming weekend. Me, Dustin, and Derek, all three are in the wedding. Oh, boy. Can you believe your baby brother's getting married, Suave? Yeah, uh, I figured I'd just let him beat me at something, and that was <laughs> getting married first. So uh, I'm very happy for Turn and Tara. I've known them both for a very long time, and uh, he's very excited for it, and I cannot wait. It's the biggest thing in late model racing this weekend. <laughs> it's gonna allegedly, be, it's going to be the hottest thing in late model yes, racing for to sure. a 110 degree wedding we're <laughs> headed to. Turn, we do it for you because we love you. For Dustin McCarty, for Derek Kessinger, Todd Turner, Kevin Kovac, everybody else, thanks to Jeremiah Hurst and to Greg Saturday. Two $30,000 to win races this weekend. Enjoy. We'll have full coverage on Dirt Under, and we'll see you next week to preview Day.